guys, you're in for a real treat on this episode, the the next two episodes. We're going to split this into episode one and episode two, much like Star Wars. There is going to be an episode three of this story too, right? Later on, it's going to be about exorcisms. Yes, and even even a part four that's going to add in some alien encounters. It's going to be a trilogy plus a rogue one. Just kidding. I love, um, again, I loved Rogue One. <laughs> this is Star Wars chat with Star Wars chat. JJ and Monica. Um, so this topic is it's it's about so I don't even know how to say what I'm trying to say. So Monica, I know that this topic is kind of hard for you. It's kind of emotional. And the stories you guys are going to hear, it's kind of scary. Like it kind of scared us. This family member who's going to share these stories. So uh, they're older than me, so I've known them my whole life. And in the first part, I don't really have a lot of input. It's going to be a lot of them talking. But when we do part two, I also had experiences here. And it is kind of hard for me to, I, like, I feel comfortable talking about it to them because they experience these things also. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel as weird. Like, it's it's weird to me that I'm trying like I would be trying to tell you guys what happened, but when you have someone who experienced the same thing, and you don't have to explain because they they experienced the same things, it it doesn't make me feel as weird. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I don't know. Um. So yeah, I don't like to think about it. Like I like spooky stuff. Like I like being spooked. I don't want to be flat out terrified. You know, so I like like gentle spookiness. Like I I don't like hardcore horror and terror. Um, and the things that you're gonna hear are, I mean, I guess the first part is gonna be kind of spooky, and then part two is where I'm I put my input in of what I experienced also, um, and then part three that's a whole different ball game yeah and we'll tackle that bridge when we get there so here is part one of the interview with frank something smells good they're making out dinner sorry making us dinner (laughs) (laughs) okay so what i'm sorry my throat is like killing me it's like scratching again So you said that you had experiences at that house, right? What's... Quite a few, yes. Can you share some of those with me? I can go back when I was little, and I'm being about seven or eight, and my mom came to stay with us. Okay, and I say that because I was living with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. And uh, when my mom came to stay with us, it kind of rearranged where people were sleeping. And she was only going to be a guest for a few days. I got moved to the living room, right? And my mom took a back bedroom. And in being there, she decided, or she felt uncomfortable, so she asked to also sleep in the living room. And so what she did is she threw things on the floor, mm-hmm. blankets on the floor, and made herself a bed. And I was sleeping near her. And then in the middle of the night, and I can't tell you what time it was. Probably but, 3 a.m. But it was stormy. It was really stormy. And so she starts crying frantically. And 
she's screaming out for my grandparents, her parents, and she keeps saying that there's someone at the window. There's someone at the window. It's a it's a tall shadow. And I wake up, I hear this, right? And it's lightning and thunder and and then uh, I keep my head covered with, with, with blanket. And then I started to hear the drum. Oh my god. And it's coming from the window. Okay? And my mom is just yelling and screaming and she says it wants to get her. Right? Yeah. I stay covered. But I wanna look, but I'm too afraid to look. But she swears there's someone at the window. She is saying there's someone at the window. He keeps looking at me. It's a tall man. And so my grandparents run out from their, from their room and nothing. Turn on the light and everything stops. Everything goes quiet. No more drum. Oh, my God. Okay. And, of course, they try to do what they can to calm her down. Right. And then what happens is everything gets calm. They go back to bed. We go back to bed. Right. And now there's no more noise. It's still lightning and thunder and you know, you could like the storms passed. But uh she's laying down and she's crying and then she says something grabs her. Okay? Now at this time I'm awake, right? And in the way that the room is situated, there is a door that goes from the living room. This is an older home. So it's not like a great big walkway. It's just like a door, like a 36-inch door. I see her get up, and she runs towards the kitchen. And when she tries to go through the kitchen door, it's like she hits a solid wall, and she bounces back. Again, she's totally frantic, totally just, she loses it, right? My grandparents come out. What's all this noise? What's going on? She's telling them what happened. And so they, they calm her down. They calm her down again. The next morning, okay, I heard all that was happening. So the next morning, I go outside. You know, I'm eight, nine years old. And I'm wondering, what's all that? Because I heard I heard noises. And I saw her reaction to what was happening. And sure enough, outside the window, there was a ring where a trash can had been placed. And because there was a rain, there was mud. And there were huge footsteps that led away from that area. Oh, my God. Away from the, from the, from the window. Uh, the house did not have a fence, so you could go from one yard to the next without being, being interrupted. And then so, um, and they just went off into the grass. And once they got to the grass, you couldn't see the footprints anymore. But what she was claiming, that there was evidence there that there was someone at the window. And there was a drum being played. And the drum turned out to be a trash can that was being banged on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you, from that moment on, when my mom would come to my grandmother's house she would come to the front door and knock she'd stick her head in and say hey and she would have my grandparents or whoever she wanted to visit come outside of the house she would never go back in the house ever now, that's just one thing that happened how big were the footprints <clears throat> man mud can i make them look bigger but really they like, were huge I mean, they huge. were I, mean, I would say size 12 okay you know human size yeah right but, uh, of course, when you step in, you know, it spreads it so it looks a lot larger. But it was, they were a lot bigger than my feet for the age that I was. And I, I, mean, that was, I mean, I remember that like it was yesterday because it was traumatic. Yeah. It, it, uh, it left an imprint on me uh, as to uh, what's out there. You know, they asked the question of what else is out there. What could, what could possibly be happening? 
I don't understand why it targeted just her. Because I was present and yeah. I could hear it. But I, I didn't feel like I was the person that was under attack because she was the person that was under attack. And she made that clear. Did you see her when she hit the force field? I did. Yeah. I saw her try to go through the door and I saw her bounce back. Because she got up screaming and yelling, trying to run. And at that time, I'm looking to see what's going on. And she hits, she hits nothing and bounces back like she hit a wall. Do you have any questions? <laughs> Would it be scarier if it were an actual real person out there doing something? Or is it scarier to think that it was an entity? Me not seeing the shadow, because mm-hmm. I never uncovered my head. I never looked to the window to see if there was someone there. Okay, she was just claiming there was. Okay, I, I don't know. But I can tell you that the evidence that was left the next morning, it, I would think it was a real person. Someone trying to scare her. But that's, you know, for something to grab her while she's inside, windows closed, doors locked, and she's claiming something grabbed her, that's something going through yeah. a wall. And then when she tries to run through the doorway and hits nothing but bounces back like a shade of brick wall uh i would think that that's more entity than person wow that was just one thing that happened there were quite a few things that happened well let's keep going i want to hear more (laughs) okay so in the way that the house is built this is an older home Mm -hmm. it's a two-bedroom house living room in front kitchen and then a small dining room but because it's a small house the, the back dining room was actually more of a bedroom okay Next to the kitchen was the second bedroom, and between the two bedrooms was the restroom. I had an uncle who uh, was in his, in, in his, it was his room, okay, and he had just bought a new stereo, and he was excited to have this new stereo. So he called his friends over to come and you know, do a stereo party, you know, listen to music and all. And so I'm in the living room, and I'm watching the TV show, and I just hear a lot of noise. There's they're jumping, they're running, they're they're yelling, they're they're something's going on. And I and I don't know what it is, but the next thing I hear I hear the door swing open and I hear one of the friends run out and then another friend run out and one of the friends says, It's got it's got <laughs> right? Okay. And he tells the other friend, Let's go get him. We we can't leave him. And they turn back around to go get my uncle. Right? Mm-hmm. And my uncle comes out as if he had just seen the worst thing. And when they make it out, out of the house into the front yard, you could see where something had grabbed his leg. Like and he was it, cut? Not, not cut, not cut, grabbed. Like, like bruised? Like bruised. Oh, okay. Something had grabbed his leg and wasn't letting him go. And that's why the other, one of his friends was saying, it's got in the other one. We got to go back and get him. And they're like 15, 16 years old. Now, that's the age that they are in. And from that moment, my uncle never went back into that room. Which room was it? This is uh, funny you ask. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was the very back room in, it on, was in the corner. It would be that one, yes. And that would be the same when this house gets knocked down and we build a new house in the same location. It's the same bedroom that other people experience them. It's the second bedroom. Okay. So, yeah. Did and they that, tell you what they saw? They, they didn't see anything except that something grabbed them. They saw nothing except that something grabbed them. And they could tell that they could not get away. 
And so to get from that bedroom, they have to run through the kitchen and then through the living room and then out the front door. And uh, they were in the living room and they were debating whether or not to go back and help him. Saying, we got to go help him. We got to go help yeah. him. And you were in the living room? I was too? in the living room watching TV when this all took place. My God. And the thing about it is, is that I mean, there's physical evidence on his leg that something had a hold of him. It's not like he banged his his, his leg onto a bed frame or something. Yeah. I mean, there was... Fingerprints, yeah, finger bruises that were there. So when when was this house originally built? I think it was built in 1929. And then you said it was torn down and rebuilt. We rebuilt it like in 89. No, I think it was after that. 90 maybe. I was in. But the paranormal activity, the the things that we saw, didn't stop. Right. Because there was a new house. It didn't the, stop. They tore it down and rebuilt it. It was Habitat for Humanity, right? No, it, it was a program to the city of Boston. Oh. Uh, they were re, re uh, trying to reinvest into that side of town, East, East Austin. They were trying to put money into East Austin and make the homes better. And so because the house had been old and it needed a lot of repair, so that the city had a program where they go through and they weatherize your home. Well, when they came to inspect the home, they said, you know, this house it has enough. It's aged enough that it can actually need, it needs to be uh, torn down and rebuilt. And so I went through the program and was able to get the house demolished and then have a new house built. But nothing stopped. So this this is the second house. Well, the the, the two spot. the two that I told you first were the older house. The older house. Yeah. But I, even after it's rebuilt, things are still happening. Yes. Yes. That's a whole lot of no. <laughs> Meaning, like you wouldn't stay there? No. Well, I'll tell you a story about that. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh! So the neighbors that live next to this house, uh, they were really—they are really good people. Okay, and I had moved back in with my grandparents to help them financially because of medical bills, and they were getting older. And so what happened was, when they died, they left me the house. Okay, but before they died, I was working two jobs, making sure I could make ends meet and pay. Basically, I was paying for them to live, and I had other expenses to take care of, child support and things like that because of a divorce. And so I went to my neighbor, and I told my neighbor, I said, hey, look, I'm thinking about selling the house, and I want you to know, you guys have been great to my grandparents. If you would like to buy it, I'll give you first bid, first option. Oh, yeah, yeah, just tell me what you want. We'll, t- we'll buy it. I said, okay. So I sold it to him. And I asked him, so what do you want it for? And he goes, well, it, it's a Hispanic family from Mexico. And they have a small two-story house. And I mean real small. And so they're crowded. And they want they want the bedroom space, which is right next door, adjacent to their to their lot. And so, so they're happy. They allow me to sell them the house. They give me a really good price. They allow me to stay there for free for a long time. until so this house is built. And then when this house is built, I'm actually staying there rent-free. I told him, this is part of the deal. I'll give it to you at this price. I get to stay here till my house is built. And then I move. And they say, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So <clears throat> we move over here. Their older kids move into that house. I go just to say, hi, how's it going? About six months later, I'm, I go to visit because, you know, we're, they're friends. And... Uh, the man just says, hey, uh, when you live there, things happen? And I said, yeah. 
and he says, uh, my kids won't stay there. I said, really? He goes, no. I said, what do y'all use it for? Storage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They won't go in there. So you didn't tell them? I didn't yeah. tell them. Wow. How do you tell some boy I, yeah, something I guess you it's, really can't prove? It's hard to... You know? I mean, there's yeah. Other than, you know, a ring around in the mud and footsteps walking around. And and then uh, when we were living there, my, my middle daughter, she's in, in... It's the new house. And she's in the bedroom where it's the, the same as the old house. And uh, she says... She says to me, she comes out of the room and she looks kind of off. And I ask, I say, hey, are you okay? And then she just says to me, she goes, dad, uh, there's someone at my window. And I, and I, and I, you know, it, it brings back memories of the past. And so I'm, uh, you know, a little scared, but it had also been raining. So I go out with a flashlight and I go to the window to see if, if there's someone trying to break in, there's someone removing the, the screen, you know, what's going on here, right? And I go there and when I go to the window, you know, I'm trying to see what could what they could see from the outside, right? And there's nothing to see. There's, there's It's a bedroom. But I happen to step into footprints that are in the mud. And I fit perfectly in those footprints. This is after she's claiming that there's someone at the window. And so, but there's nobody there. And, and unlike the first set of footprints that I talked about earlier in the story, there were no steps that moved away from, 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 the, from this window. And this window is opposite of the first window of the first story that I told you. It's opposite and then rear of the house. So when they... So they tore down the house and they rebuilt it. Mm-hmm. Did they rebuild it exactly in the same space, or um, they what moved flipped? it? They moved it back. They moved it back about ten feet from the street. So now you're a little bit further back from the street. But other than that, pretty much on the same footprint. So it isn't the house. If if this house is haunted, it's not the house. It's where it, it's like the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can that be fixed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I can tell you, so one day we were, uh, it was me and my, I grew up with my uncles. They were older than me by, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years. But we were all in the living room one day and my, my grandparents had already gone to bed. And we're just, we're watching some TV show and uh, we hear this, boom, like something just hit the house and it crashed through the house. We, we heard this, and we all turn around, and we look at each other, like, what was that? And it's coming from that back room, right? I mean, just an enormous noise, just boom. And so uh, one of my uncles gets up to look, to go out to the room and look, and he sees nothing. So what we do is we, we go out to the front of the house, out the front door, and my grandfather sees us out there, and he asks my, he asks my oldest uncle, he says, uh, what was that? And, of course, we don't know at this time. And so one uncle said, y'all, you go this way, and I'm going to go this way. Like on the signs when they're trying to catch We're the... trying to <laughs> see what, you know, what could have so caused running that. around the house. And, I mean, it's a small house, right? And we come across to each other, and we end up back at the front at the front yard. And, and it's me and two uncles. 
and my grandfather's in, in bed and he's looking out the window talking to us and he says, who's that man? And we say, what man? You know, he goes, that man standing next to you. And he names us. I see you and I see you and I see you. But who's that man? And we look and it's only three of us. And he sees a man. And then he says, he's a soldier. Who is he? And we tell him there's nobody else here but us. It's just us. It's just the three of us. And he says, no, there's a, another person. Who is that man? And we never saw him. And he, even to the day he died, he would say there was a fourth person there. But we, I don't know who that was. Maybe we'll have to research the land there. Yeah. Maybe look at the property records too. Well, I can tell you this, okay? So in Austin, where this house is, Caddy Corner from the, our lot was a bar. And at this bar, there were quite a few murders. That I can tell you. And I mean a lot. A lot of murders. It, it was, I mean, I would say like 10. I never knew and that. that's just that's just what I remember. Right. Bad neighborhood. So one of the things that would happen was you'd hear gunshots. And then the families would go to the bar to see who's shot. Because a lot of the times it was their dad. You know, So a lot of my friends lost their dads at... At, 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 there were three bars that uh, that were around that neighborhood that were in the, in this area, and there were shootings in, in all of them. And one time, it was my oldest uncle who got shot uh, on an Easter Sunday. Not at that particular bar, but the the bar next street over. Of course, he survived, but you know, he, he did take you know, five gunshots. Oh my God! Did you know that? No. <laughs> Built on an Easter Sunday. Wow. And so, uh, I don't know why I have this number in my head, but I was talking to a friend, and he asked me one day, he says, hey, so how many people did you see shot? And I said, 18. And like, how do you know? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, but I know that. Oh, my God. And, and it, was, it was fathers from my friends in the neighborhood who were all shot and killed. And it, it was just that kind of a neighborhood. It was just really bad. That's why we ended up leaving. Because it, we just weren't going to stay any longer. And somehow we survived it, but it was, it was bad. Um, I have another uncle who actually lived in that room. Did he see anything? Well, he would be beat up at night. And then in the morning, he'd wake up with bruises. Yeah. A lot. A lot, a lot. Not one time. But, but he says that he didn't feel anything. Um... I remember you told me once that you were painting mm-hmm. when the house was. This was this was uh this was the new house. So what happened is I was working second shift at a job, and I'd get off at twelve thirty and I'd be home by around one in the morning. Now, for me, one in the morning is five o'clock in the afternoon for a regular schedule, work schedule, right? So I don't go to sleep till four or five in the morning because you know I'm winding down. And so what had happened is uh, at the time my girlfriend was, was staying with me. And so I'd come home around 1. And we had gone out previous to get some paint because we wanted to repaint the kitchen. And so uh, I'm at home. I get home and I think, well, I'm going to go ahead and finish painting the kitchen. You know, I already had it all prepped so that I could paint. And so I'm on the ladder and I'm painting. I'm painting the edge of the, the wall and the ceiling. And a voice says to me in Spanish, ¿Por qué lo pintas de ese color? 
which means why are you painting it that color? And I said, because you picked it. This is the color you said you wanted. I'm thinking it's her. Girlfriend. My girlfriend. And then I remember that my girlfriend doesn't speak Spanish. (laughs) So I get off the ladder and I walk to the bedroom. And sure enough, I open the door and she's in there sleeping. There was no one else in the house? There was no one else in the house. What time did you say that was? That would be around 1.15 in the morning. How did the voice sound? It it didn't sound... It it was just a a Spanish, Hispanic female voice. It wasn't scary or anything like that. And it was actually a very pleasant voice because it didn't scare me. You know, and it it took me a a moment to remember, to figure out that my girlfriend doesn't speak Spanish. (laughs) She's not going to ask me what color I'm painting in the kitchen. Why did I choose that color? Because she's the one that chose that color. So that was just a that was just a weird little thing that, that happened there. And the other thing that would happen, and this is the craziest thing, you could be in the house, whatever, and then you decide to take a shower, and you walk into the shower, okay, and you turn the water on, and you hear people talking. They're having a conversation in front of you, but you can't see them. They're talking back and forth, and then the phone will ring, and you walk out. To answer the phone or to see the phone if the phone's really ringing, and it's not. You could take the phone off the hook and leave it sitting somewhere, and you walk back into the bathroom, and the phone would be ringing. I remember that. Yeah. I never would hear the phone ring, but I would be home alone. You guys would all be gone. I would get in and take a shower, turn on the light, start the water, and then you would hear voices talking. And I'm like, oh, I guess everyone's home. Peek my head out. Nope, no one's home. By myself. Multiple, multiple times. A lot. Finally, you're just like, just forget it. Just forget it. I'm not going to even look. It's fine. So so for sure, it's not the water gurgling. No, it's not the water. No. It's not people. The, it's people talking. It's people talking. Mm-hmm. Is it the same conversation? I could never like tell. Like residual type of... Yeah. Talk? I never heard the phone ringing, so I don't no, know. I would say no. I would say it wasn't... It's not a residual kind of conversation. It's it's something that happens to me. And, and that's part of it. Okay, there are times that I would be home alone because I would be home alone during the day because I was working second shift and I'd be watching The Price is Right or whatever, right? And you would just get this gloomy feeling like the air just got sucked out of the house and you're having trouble breathing and and it just feels really heavy. I'd get up, I'd walk out, I'd walk to the the grocery store, I'd be there for an hour or two walking around. And then I'd come back home and it'd be gone. But you would, you would get that feeling. You could feel it. And so I would, that's what I would do. And sometimes I get a, this one's cell phones were kind of neat. I get a, a phone call. I'm worried. I'm the HB. Why are you there? You know, the house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a, there was a lot that's happened there. A lot. I remember one time I had just finished taking a shower, but you guys were all home. And so it was you, your wife, and my two sisters. Mm-hmm. And I had just, I got dressed in the bathroom. I opened the door. It was daytime. I opened the bathroom door to let the, like the, um, it was hot and stuffy. So I opened the bathroom door. I turned to the window, I mean, to the mirror to comb my hair. And I see something white pass from the living room towards the bedroom. Yeah, I remember that. And... And I peeked my head out and I said, like, I saw you sitting on the sofa in the living room. Um, I remember the cat was with you, Casper. Mm-hmm. He was white. And then I think your wife was with you. 
And uh, I think maybe my other sister was there with you too. And I said, who just went into the bedroom? And you said, your sister's in there, but she's asleep. Mm-hmm. And so it was stuff that you could like, oh, I must have imagined it for me. It was always like, oh, I guess I was seeing something out of the corner of my eye. It was nothing. It wasn't ever anything like I never heard voices. It was just stuff like stuff that I could just ignore, which is the, and that's what I did. And I know me, I saw I experienced things. The sister that you said experienced things, but the other sister said she never felt anything like that. So there was in the way that the furniture was situated and the way the TV was from the from the kitchen that I was painting. You would go past the bathroom and then there's two bedroom doors. And you could be sitting there watching TV and then you would just see the shadow person walk by. Mm-hmm. And you would, you would look and you, you ask yourself, is that, is that real? Did I just really see that? But it happened so often that you, you know, it was no big deal. The only time that it became a big deal is when the, when the air got heavy. I would, I would walk out. I would leave the house. The one sister told me that she would see stuff pass in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, it, it always seems like it's kind of like, huh, what was that? Yeah. But not anything like, it oh. Was, it wasn't always just the people that saw things. Because we had cats, and the cats would do this thing. Where they see something, and their head would follow. And then whatever it was that they saw, would like the cats would chase it to the wall. And then it went through the wall. Is this house still there? Yep. Yes. I passed by it a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. It's, it's empty? In, well, they use it as storage. I wonder if they would let us go. I don't know. Because you know, I mean, you think... <laughs> Look at her. She says, I don't think I want to go. But, okay, so so what I've told you up to now has been kind of like the softer side of it. Wait, what? <laughs> get ready. <laughs> so I would get up at... Well, four forty-five, five o'clock in the morning, because I opened up a service station at six, and uh, so I'm up and I'm getting ready to go to work, and I'm in that back room and I hear a dog growl. I guess just growling, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking it, it's outside, it's not in, in. But you know how you can follow sound? Yeah. Well, this thing goes through the bedroom because I'm I can look, I'm looking at the sound as it goes through. And it's just marveling, growling, and I'm, I'm just going, I'm following it, and it goes through the middle of the room, and in one wall, through the room, out the other wall. But you didn't see anything. But I can see anything, but I could hear it. I could hear it. And that, and that was, that scared me, because I was afraid that I, you know, I could be attacked by something that I can't see, but I can only hear. And the way that it sounded, it sounded really bad. But it, it didn't, it didn't touch me, I didn't feel nothing other than I could hear it. God. Do we need to take a break? We can pause any time. And often, often this would happen too. So when we were, uh, so there were times that I was no longer staying there. I was staying at a friend's house. And every now and then, actually every other Friday, Friday night, I would come and I'd stay there because a friend would pick me up in the morning on Saturday to go to his house. And so there were countless Friday nights that I'd be, I, I would sleep in the living room. Now, this is when I was a kid. This is the old house. And I would hear dishes being washed, people cooking. You know, it's like there was a whole thing going on in the kitchen. And the kitchen is that that room that my mom couldn't get through. And uh, so I would hear all these noises. And I remember getting up a few times to go and uh, 
see what's going on. Because you hear the water faucet turn on, you hear pots and pans get moved, you know, and or someone, you know, on the on the stove when they shake a a, a, a frying pan, you could hear all this. Sometimes you could hear people talking, and I wasn't really afraid because it's dark in there, and you know, there's nobody in there. I know there's nobody in there, but I get up and I turn on the light, and nothing. Everything would stop. The water was never running. But you could hear it running. Like the faucet was never turned on. Nobody's cooking anything. But you could hear the cooking. You could hear like there's people in there. But there's nobody there. And that happened a lot. I can't tell you how many times. I mean a lot. You sure you don't want to go? <laughs> I just don't. I lived there. Did you ever relax? Uh, Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what? I like yeah. Yeah. And on, on the on the new house, on the new house, one of the things that I would hear is because I'd be home alone in, in the morning, and I'd hear it's, it's a single story house, but it sounded like someone was walking from ceiling joist to ceiling joist, you know, taking steps. And you look up and it goes da, 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 boom, loud, and you just just look at it and you just think, what is that? Just ignore it because it was, there's nothing to see. You can go stick your head up in the attic and there's nothing to see. But you can hear the noise. Mm. I got another one. This is in the old house. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I just remembered this. Oh, my God. I was on the living room floor sleeping or on the couch. And I heard chains outside. Chains, like to pull a car kind of chains. And I just thought thinking to myself, what is that? And then I heard a baby cry. And then I heard another baby cry. And then I'm laying down and I'm, I'm listening to these noises and they're happening outside the house in the front yard. This isn't far from me. This is like outside that window. And then my grandfather gets up out of bed in his underwear and he runs outside. And he has a broom in his hand. And he's yelling that there's someone hurting the babies. And he's trying to stop whoever's hurting the babies. And I I get up to go see what's going on. And he is swinging a broom at something that's hurting the babies. Now, I can't see babies. And I can't see what he's swinging at. But my grandfather is upset that someone's hurting the babies. And this is in front of my eyes. And I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. And then it stopped. And then he comes back in. And he asked me if I saw it. And I said, no. And did he see, see it? He saw it. What did he see? He says he saw babies and someone hurting babies. And the babies were crying. And he was trying to stop them from hurting the babies. I said I wasn't going to say anything. No, please do. But this is so creepy. You know what that sounds like? What? What, Jesus? Remember how they have babies crying that lure you outside? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I wanted to ask you, did... They did the grandma and grandpa die in the house. Grandma died in the house. Okay. I remembered there. Grandpa died in the house. <clears throat> I couldn't remember, but I never felt like she died in your bedroom, right? In the front bedroom. Mm-hmm. I never felt weird in there. It was never the front bedroom. It was no. always the back bedroom. Always the back bedroom. It was the back bedroom. It was the kitchen. Sometimes the living room. Yeah. And then it was outside. But that very front bedroom where they they lived, they lived, except. And then where I moved into after they died, mm-hmm. that was that yeah. was like a sanctuary. I remember that. It never felt but weird in there. That would be where the shadow person would go to. The the thing that we would see it was the 
sometimes it was white. It looked like it was white. And sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it was dark. But that's where it would go. Do you want to drive past it tonight? <laughs> but we're not going to stop. No, we don't have to stop. We're not going to stop. Um, I feel like I should have brought some sage. <laughs> it sounds like that's not going to help. Well, we, we've, <laughs> had, we've had the house blessed by priests. And we've had the house uh, blessed by uh, faith healers with the sage and stuff. Never helped. So not even tearing it down, building it anew, having it blessed, and having it blessed by several different people, religions and, yeah. and beliefs, nothing has seemed to help. Mm-mm. It's just now it's vacant, it's storage. Yeah. I wonder, can people outside, like in the general vicinity, hear anything? Like um, maybe, I guess the neighbors never heard anything? I never said anything. I can tell you that the house adjacent, right next door, this is a, this is something that I didn't see, but I heard about it that night, and then I heard more the next morning what happened was there was a young teenage girl 15 16 years old she was picked up and carried outside and left dangling on a fence by someone that she could not see like actual physical removal of the house from the house and right after that happened they moved they moved they were gone is that the house on the corner or the, it's one? The, the one that's the it's an empty lot now they knocked that house down yeah there's an empty lot there you'll mm-hmm. see it they knocked the house down. Was it right after that happened? After they left, they knocked it down? Mm. Or just... It was empty someone, for a someone long time. Someone bought the property, and they tried to make it a house, but it never it never rented. It was empty. And then so it eventually became a, an empty lot because they, the house just deteriorated because no one, no one would live there. Okay, guys. Thank you. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed part one. We're going to get part two out to you as soon as possible. You can email us at spookychatpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you felt about this interview. There's more to come. Um, Subscribe. I don't even know what Tim says. Where are we? iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher. Um, But we're also on Instagram, spooky underscore chat underscore podcast on Instagram. And we're on Facebook, spooky chat podcast on Facebook. Um, Thank you to Forrest Wilson for our music gallows. Thanks for listening, guys, and stay safe, spooky babies. What a great prize. Oh, Brad, let's take it. Are you not recording, are you? Are you recording? You know who knows how to ship things? Amazon. And I'm not just saying that because a certain person who I know works there. Bezos. That's but... what I was going to say. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> so. <laughs> Welcome. Sorry, <Star> chat. <laughs> you let me know. I am down. I am so down. Like I don't know enough it. about everything. I know more about. Well, I knew more about Star Trek, but I feel like I've been out of the loop of that as well. But what if it's what if we do Star Wars and Star Trek friends? Like it's like I do Star Wars, you do Star Trek. I don't know nearly as much about Star Trek as you know about Star Wars. What if we it could do- be both and we could bring them together? We're like Star Exploration and War. A long time ago in the final frontier, a long ways away. That's good.
Because Star Trek is about exploration, and it is kind of far away. I mean, sometimes you run things in four parsecs, but whatever. What does he do? What does Han Solo do? What's the record breaking? 12, uh, 14? Uh, I think it's 12 or 14. I don't... He kind of fudges the numbers. Because he's a fucking liar. Fine ass. Yeah. He fine, but he lies. (laughs) I feel like that's Leia's shirt. He's fine, but he lies. Which is probably why they weren't... Huh? Can you hear Chris? What'd he say? He's... Hey! We're recording. No, we're not hanging out. Well, we're talking about Star Wars, too. Is he talking about Star Wars? Doing Duolingo. Oh, what's he learning? Klingon? Spanish. Oh. You can learn Klingon. I kind of want to. Is it on Duolingo? Yes. What? I've heard Klingon's on there. You know what I, I used... want to learn? Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh-uh, no, go you go ahead. ahead. Uh-uh. No. Elvish. Oh. Like Lord of the Rings elves? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because well, he developed the whole language, right? Oh, I used yeah. to know how to say... uh Today is a good day to die, but I've forgotten. Klingon? Yes. Yikes. That's their whole culture, though. Dying? Yeah. Dying in glory, glorious battle. 